Hey everyone, this is John again. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Flores and Friends podcast. Just a heads up, this particular episode features a chat with one of my best buds and frequent guest, Steven. Which was supposed to be the first part of a two-part episode. Unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, the second part was cancelled. Hence why you may get the impression that this ep feels somewhat incomplete. However, in my humble, unbiased opinion, I feel it's still a solid episode where Steven and I cover a lot of ground concerning the NFL and NBA. We hope you enjoy, and as always, thanks for listening. All right, you ready to go? Go for it. All right, you're back, man, finally. <laughs> Long enough. Uh, okay. All right, hold on. Let me take a swig of my drink. All right. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, happy Saturday, I guess. Um, we're recording this on Saturday, but it's it's dropping on Wednesday. But um, happy spring. Uh, tomorrow's Mother's Day. Any any mothers or potential mothers out there, you know, uh, happy Mother's Day. Today I am joined by Stephen Vastola, frequent guest on the pod. I think Justin has dethroned you, considering he was on uh, last couple weeks ago. So I don't know, it might be neck and neck. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I uh I'm starting to realize what it's like to be an adult, um, waking up at 7.20 in the morning and feeling like I overslept and half the day is wasted. Yeah, for but, real. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm good. Well, that's good. You uh, you recently had some several life changes and you're adapting and uh, I really hope you, uh, I hope it goes smoother, man. I hope, I'm sorry that you're going through, uh, not a trying time, but it's uh, no fun time at the moment, but eventually it'll, I guess, get better. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. I, I I had a couple my my first couple days at my new job were a little rough, but other than that, I'm I'm good. Well, it's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. I mean, the good the the important thing is though you're making uh you're you're making improvements. You're you're advancing, I guess. You're not like yeah. you didn't fuck up and like oh my life's in disarray. I gotta fix it. You you're like okay, this is a move that I need to make. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we are here to discuss one thing and one thing only, uh, Infinity War. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> again? Again. I will say this, though. I'm getting tired of this criticism that I, I it just, I, I saw, we, we have a girl in one of our group chats uh, who's a friend. She said that the ending was unsatisfactory. I'm like, how is that ending unsatisfactory? I, I just hear people complaining that it's like, it's either like half of a movie or like, I'm like, if how is it okay, unsatisfactory? Well, I was gonna say I can, I can understand the half of a movie argument, and I know this isn't our topic today, but it, it, it's not. It does kind of feel like half of a movie because most of your typical spoiler alert, um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna spoil anything, but okay. Um, a typical a typical superhero movie 
always seems to end with the you know the, the good guy or the good guys winning in the end um but that's not always the case if you have you know like there are multiple like for example in this one in the comics um the comic actually stretches out longer so yeah. technically it, it's not done so that that's why i can understand why it kind of feels like half of a movie well especially if you didn't if you didn't already know what was gonna happen I talked to Ben about this. I think the fact that every that's throwing everybody is that it's Avengers Infinity War. Like, but that's kind of a misnomer because Thanos is the main character. He's the he's the protagonist. So I always I guess I knew that going in, like, if you if you take the movie as it's Thanos's story, like it's satisfactory. He he spoiler alert, I will spoil this. Thanos wins. Like he sacrifices and he comes out in the end and I'm not saying he's the underdog, the plucky underdog who came out like despite all odds, but it's his story. So I'm like, I don't know if you take it from the point that he's the main character, I think that it's actually a brilliant story, but that's just me, man. Yeah. Well, when they, when they started off the, the opening scene with them just dominating the Hulk and we don't ever see the Hulk again, I was just like, Oh yeah, this shit's serious. Yeah, for real. But anyway, we'll talk. We're we're we'll talk about uh, another super being that currently occupies our reality when we get to LeBron in the um, NBA. Uh, but first, we wanted to touch on. We've been planning on doing this pod for a while now, uh, just because of scheduling and stuff like that. We had to do it. Like I take the first like uh, I take like three months off at the beginning of the year with the pod. So we missed. We missed. We obviously missed most of the NFL playoffs. We missed the Super Bowl. Uh, we missed. Most of the we missed the draft because I had the uh, the Infinity War podcast going on that 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 weekend or that week, so I didn't want to double down on the pod. But uh, anyway, we 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 wanted to talk about the NFL, and then we were going to move to the NBA. So, uh, first off, how were you? How do you feel about last season? Do you think it was a particularly good season? Do you think the the politics of it all, the president getting involved, like? Do you think that it was a downer of a season? I mean, not just I'm not picking on your team here. I know you're the Ravens underachieved, but how do you feel about last season? Uh, no, I mean if you if you if you tried to ignore the whole Trump thing with the players kneeling and all that, I mean, like I thought it was I thought it was at least at the very least it was pretty solid football. Um, the end in, in hindsight, or how the season ended in hindsight rather. Um, I guess it's kind of 2020. I mean, I really don't know how I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, I guess just doubted Philadelphia all those times. Uh, just I, I guess I just didn't realize how great of a team they actually were. But but, uh, but I will say, if you had been told at the beginning of the year, despite how good their team is, if Nick Foles would become like Super Saiyan Nick Foles, like I, I, that's a hard sell. I don't think we should like be down on ourselves that we didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, he and he wasn't really all that good either uh i mean he had a great game in the super bowl but i mean that that's i would put that as more of a product of just how good that team was i mean they're they were they're, they were literally loaded at every other position yeah um and you know tom brady found that on parlay so what do you uh if you will just a quick topic do you think what do you think they're gonna do with Foles? do you think you, you would trade him right i think they got another year of him right uh, yeah, they have another year. The, the, the smart play would be just to keep them, since they have them under contract, to keep them for another year. Because I don't, I, I think if if he goes through the entire year and like Carson Wentz comes back and he's and he's healthy, 
and he plays the whole year, um, and Nick Foles doesn't play, you still have a lot of value in him. The following offseason, like when his contract like either ends or um, if you want to trade him by midseason and you feel that like Wentz is, is good to go, I mean, you can definitely trade him, probably get really good value for him based off of um, what some other quarterbacks have gone for. Yeah. So... Um, they, they, they've got a lot. They've got a lot of um, lot of options that they can do with that. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what they're going to end up doing, but um, they're they're in a good spot. Uh, I can definitely see them repeating, but they also have a lot of young players. So they might uh, they might get that that typical Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Do you? Um, I know we talked a little bit before we we got on the pod. Uh, you didn't. You haven't been following much of the free agency in the draft, but if you had to project. Like who do you, who are you feeling strong about for next season? Like just uh, like you know, I guess in the NFC, obviously you said the the Eagles, but what about or as the Philly natives say, the Eagles? Uh, <laughs> the uh, how do you feel about the Rams? How do you feel about the Saints? Uh, how do you feel about any other NFC team to start? Like any anyone jumping out at you or not? Uh, not really. Uh, the, the, I I do feel that the Saints will continue to be uh, a very strong contender this year. Um, yes. I, I I don't believe in Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, it was uh, who who, who called him the dream team? Yeah, who called him the dream team? It was uh, it was a wide receiver. I can't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they called themselves the dream team, and they like collapsed. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> it was bad. But, yeah, so I thought I kind of look at them like that, just based on the personalities that they brought in. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of kept track a little bit on like what's been going on, but like I, you know, I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't I don't believe in them at all. I think I actually really like Kirk Cousins. I think he'll do very well in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so the NFC is NFC is going to be so tough to predict. Yeah. Um, but the AFC and until further notice, it's I mean it's still Tom Brady's conference to lose. I don't I don't believe it in, in Pittsburgh at all, and I don't think anybody really should. I mean they're, they're so inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, I mean they managed to blow a game with, you know against the Jaguars at home. Do you think the Jaguars um, are a fluke, or do you think they're they're legit. Uh, it, it depends on their defense. If if their defense can continue to play at a high level, I, I think that they could be the next Seattle Seahawks and just you know carry the, the defense will literally just carry the team. Um, and, and I don't see why that's not a possibility. They're very young, and I and I believe they they, they drafted some more defensive guys too. So like they they could even get a little better on defense this year. Nice. Uh, uh, do you think um, how much longer do you think Tom Brady has? I mean, he's he's forty. I think he's forty, and he's turning forty-one next year. I think, uh, it right? Depends, it just depends on how well they can protect him. I mean, like if if their offensive line is is pretty bad, like he probably only has like one, maybe two years left. But I mean, if they can keep him upright, because um, I imagine the older he gets, the more fragile he'll be. Yeah, I think that's a that's a safe assumption. Yeah. So as long as they can keep him upright, I mean, I could see him playing. Until he's forty-five, like you said, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. He'll uh, a league built for him. He'll be turning forty-one um, on August, so right before the season kicks off. So, I mean, I, 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 I my conspiracy theory is I, I totally believe that what you just said that it was a league built or designed for him. I feel like every. Like every like a lot of the complaints about the NFL now is it's a passing league. You know, you can't touch the quarterback. You can't do this. You can't do that. 
Uh, I think a big part of that was when Brady went down in like was that oh eight oh nine? Am I? Is that no? So? That was no. That was um, two thousand. I think it was two thousand eleven because that was the Matt Castle year. Was that twenty eleven? Okay. Uh, I think it was twenty eleven. But I feel like no, the, no, 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 no. It was no because twenty. I'm pretty sure it was. Went, I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a. It was it was twenty ten because in twenty eleven is when they went uh, eighteen and one. Yeah, I I vaguely recall like I just oh, remember no, it hit... no, no, that's wrong too. <laughs> I think it was oh eight oh nine when he went down my freshman year of college because I remember my brother playing Madden and they would like and he had to turn injuries off so he could so someone could play as the Patriots because Tom Brady was out or something like that. I think I think it's around that time frame. But 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 basically what I'm saying is like when we had this like past decade like the the aughts the like two thousand. Uh, to 2009 or whatever, right? Uh, and you had, like, these two huge quarterbacks, Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning. I felt like the league kind of catered to that because they were, like, their box office. So they're, like, we got to protect them because they're selling tickets. Like, it's, like, so I feel like the whole league kind of shaped itself around Tom Brady. Like, okay, we need to make sure, you know, touchdown Tommy is, like, preserved and stuff like that because he's, like, for better or for worse, He's the face of the league. Like he is Mr. Football, like or Mr. NFL. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. But how do you feel about your your? How do you guys, as a Ravens fan, y'all kind of snuck in at the end of uh, the first round to pick up Lamar Jackson? How do you feel about him? If you you know, if you care to comment. Um, I'm a little conflicted by it. Not that I think he'll be a, necessarily a good or, or a bad player, but I felt like it was more of a, a PR move because they were one of the teams that was most affected by the, the kneeling situation. Yeah. And they and they actually saw a pretty sizable dip in their attendance and and, and stuff. So I, I think them drafting a black quarterback Ooh. that has a lot of media attention around him will just it's just gonna generate a lot of excitement around the team. Uh, un- unreasonable excitement around the team because he, he there's no reason that he should start a game over Joe Flacco this season. Yeah. He's, he's just he's he's not ready. He's not he's not that good of a passer. He's not ready for it. And y'all also have uh, uh, RG three on your squad. That's so that's so random that y'all like picked him up. That's yeah. I, I don't. That's whatever. He, he, he might not even make it to camp. Honestly, uh, especially now that they have Lamar Jackson, but. Um, I, I really do think it was it was kind of a, a PR thing, like, hey, let's bring in this, this super exciting quarterback that's got a lot of media, like a lot of media attention, and it'll generate a lot of buzz with the fans, and they'll be more likely to come and, and see, and we can use that as a way to like band aid, um, you know, the whole kneeling situation. Yeah. Um, and, and I and I was and I was thinking about that just the other day, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, wow, that that makes sense if, if that's why they did that, but. Um, yeah. It's also it's also worth saying that this was Ozzie Newsom, the Ravens GM. It was his last draft. Um, he's retiring, I believe, at the end of um, or, or is retired now after the draft, something like that. Oh this fuck, I didn't know that. Draft. Yeah, it was his last draft, so I you know maybe he was just like hell, we'll just go out with a bad hand. Who knows? Hmm. Um, so you know, I would love to see him play the following season if you know if Joe doesn't turn his shit around, but you know. Flacco is what Flacco is at this point. Um, so I don't expect him to get any better. And I think he's starting to get old, too. I think he's 32, 33, something like that. Is he? Um, 
But I, I would love to have, you know, Lamar take a year, um, you know, meet all the guys, and he, just kind of learn the system and stuff, and then we just unleash him the following year. He's 33, by the way. Joe Flacco turned 33. He's actually January 16th, a few days before me. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I was, I was just happy to see him because I'm like, I'm tired of like, I feel like Lamar Jackson, like, I, I was like, I mean, how, how much worse is he than like the other quarterbacks that won the top 10? I'm like, and then they wanted to play wide receiver, which felt like a dog whistle to me, but like, uh, the the whole, the whole wide receiver thing, he's, he's an electrifying, like. He's an electrifying athlete, and he would just his assuming that he can catch, uh, he, he could be he could be great out there. He's, he's super fast, super elusive. Um, he's just a great athlete, and he's and he's a and, and it's actually a good thing. He's a better athlete than the rest of the quarterbacks take, and so that that's kind of that's kind of why there. I mean, the whole the whole race thing in regards to like you know it's just because he's black. I mean that that doesn't make any sense to me. I can't tell you. I can't I can't tell you on one hand how many. Black quarterbacks have been taken number one, but I know, for example, uh, like Jameis Winston. Like they, we've had all these black quarterbacks go number one before, or you know that they wanted to play quarterback, but those guys were actually you know like like pretty good passers in general. Um, Lamar Jackson is more of a more of a runner and an option quarterback than he is a passer. Not to say that he can't throw, um, but throwing in college, as I'm sure you know, is a lot different than throwing in yeah. the NFL. But the definition of wide open in college is is a lot bigger than the window. In the NFL, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I totally agree with you. There has been progress made. We have Cam Newton, we had, we have Russell Wilson, we have uh, Jameis Winston. Oh, he, was a, he, was a, he was a third rounder, but in terms of in terms of first round quarterbacks, yeah. um, you had guys like McNabb, yeah, uh, Winston, Cam Newton. Um, I don't know, Mario doesn't count. Well, I'll just say this: Michael Vick. We would, we would. I think we both agreed that in the past. In the past, not I mean, like I said, there has been progress made. But in the past, a lot of potential quarterbacks who happen to be black were kind of pushed towards that because of you know those kind of racial th- racial issues, right? So I think okay, what people well, there's, there's definitely a stereotype. That, yeah, you know, if you if you see a black quarterback, you think, oh, he's a runner, he's yeah. not a passer, but. What I'm saying is it just maybe to a lot of people and kind of to me as well, it felt like that old kind of way of thinking was peeking its head up again, like kind of like uh, we're getting a little too – it feels a little too close to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, last topic on the um, – unless you had anything else to add about the NFL, but I think we both want to get to the NBA. I just I, – we hadn't talked about the NFL in God knows how long, so I felt like we had to touch on it. Um how do you think about what do you think about this kid Baker Mayfield? Like apparently, I, I I mean he's another. Do you think he'll be another like jersey on the pile of like first round uh, Browns quarterbacks, or do you actually? I mean, he, yeah, he definitely could be, but I think it would be more a result of the, the Browns being the Browns than it would be of, of Baker. Yeah, um, I think that I think the kid I think the kid is really good. Yeah, um, he. He's definitely got what you was where you're looking for. He's kind of got that like Tom Brady thing to him, where like sometimes he'll go into a game and he's just like, "I'm not gonna lose this game." Like he just he's got this ego about him, like this this extreme self confidence. Yeah. Uh, 
if you, I don't know if you remember seeing the highlights of him when they played against Kansas and stuff. I mean, like a lot of it makes him look like an asshole and a jerk, but like he is that good and he knows he's that good. Yeah. Um, so between that, his, his his ability to make all the throws, um, especially in the, the system he was playing in Oklahoma, it wasn't it wasn't just a dink and dunk. I mean, I've seen him throw some, some bombs out there. He's, he's definitely got an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to come down to his ability to. And this is this is really just for all quarterbacks too. Just their ability to you know see a defense, read a defense, and and, and make the the right throw. Um, yeah. But that, all that said, I mean he is playing for for Cleveland, <laughs> and they couldn't find a way to win a game. So I, I don't I don't know how they're really going to help him. Do you think they should have fired old um, what's his face? I can't remember his name right now. Hugh Jackson. Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. I think I think them taking Baker was actually probably the best thing for Sam Donald because I think he'll do really well with the Jets just hmm. because just for the simple fact that they are not Cleveland. <laughs> that poor city. I mean, or maybe not that city because I, I imagine not everyone in Cleveland is a Browns fan. But like that poor Browns fan base, man. Like I just, it's 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 like you know you know those commercials. You ever seen those like like uh commercials where there's that like old white guy walking through like this african village and he's like for two bucks a month you can provide aid to this small black child that's under that's malnutrition <laughs> i feel like there should be one of those for browns fans like it's like <laughs> for for two bucks a day you can give this browns fan a hope and a ch- hope and a prayer it's like it's just like i love the saints and i'm actually excited about the saints for the first time probably in like five years uh but i couldn't imagine dude i couldn't imagine being a browns fan that's just that's just cruelty man that's just uh yeah, well okay it's cruelty but i mean if, if you start to it gets to a point where you start to expect it so it, it's not when it, when they lose by 10 to some random opponent you're like eh, whatever we just lost again yeah that's not ordinary um back to the, the saints for a second I'm actually planning to go to as many Saints games as I possibly can this year. For I'm going to try to part of part of my part of my plan at moving back here to New Orleans is, is to kind of embrace the city, uh, like I like I never got a chance to because as soon as I turned 18, I you know I, I jetted and went to Baton Rouge. Well, now that I'm you know older than 21 and I'm back in the city, I intend to to go around and 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 really experience it. Like I feel like it was supposed to be experienced, yeah. And part of that for me is, is going to be going to all those Saints games and just trying to you know be around the the crowd there. So don't be surprised if I'm, if I'm probably more of a Saints fan than I am a Ravens fan. I'm always I'm always down for it. I don't care about bandwagon fans. Come on board, man. We we got plenty of room on the Saints bandwagon. I want everybody to be a Saints fan. I'm like we all need to just like huddle together and like get on board with this team because. Uh, we're not, I mean, people love this, the city of New Orleans, and I guess people like the team, and people love Drew Brees, because, I mean, Drew Brees is the greatest human being to ever walk the earth, but I don't feel like it's a national, like, it's not one of the top tier, like, like, generational, uh, uh, football team, so, like, I want, I want us to be, like, national, I want us to be, like, the Patriots of the South, or, like, I don't know, the Steelers, or the Cowboys, like, I want that pedigree, I mean, that's probably... That's probably a pipe dream. That's probably like pie in the sky right there. But that's that's what I want. I'm not saying it's realistic, that, but that's what I want. I want everybody all over the world for there to be New Orleans Saints fans. 
So, question. Uh, that's that's an interesting point. So, if you look at the the differences between the Saints and the and the Patriots, or just compare, let's start with the comparison. They both have easily, I would say, you know, they both have a top five quarterback. Easily, uh, they both have, at the very least, a very good coach. Sean Payton and he's, I feel like he's adapted over the years. Like, I thought he was done, but he seems to be like, if you give him a good defense, he actually, you know, he actually can coach. <laughs> yeah, well, they've, they, they've, they've just had a hard time figuring out, you know, what players they need to fit their system and stuff. And I think they really just lucked out last year, especially with Lattimore and stuff. Yeah. Um, for how good he's been. But um, I, but I'm just, just, looking at, just looking at that. Um, obviously, they haven't had the level of success that New England has. Yeah. But they've, they've got a lot of comparisons, but I find it interesting that they don't have the same, you know, like the same, I guess, media attention. Is it, is it just because one's in Boston and the other one is in New Orleans? I, it's just, I just find that, that weird as you look at it. I mean, they both have yeah. um, very fun and exciting offenses to watch, but yet most people, when you think football, you'll talk about the Patriots as yeah. opposed to the, the Saints. Yeah, I think it's again. I think again, but I, it it might be because Tom Brady and the Patriots are Mister Football, like I said earlier. Uh, but I don't think that yeah, as a Southerner, I think or a, na- a native Southerner, I'm like I think that the rest of the country doesn't give a fuck about the South the same way the South doesn't give a fuck about like the Midwest or something like that. So I think we're it's a regional problem. Like we're all kind of all separate regions that we don't. We don't care, and people. And honestly, I think the Patriots. Not only is he Mister Football, but I think people hate watch the Patriots. Like they active. Like there are people who don't even like football who hate Tom Brady. Like it's like so, just to turn it on to see if they'll lose. Yeah, and like they want bad things to happen to that team. So luckily, we don't. The Saints don't deal with that. But I, honestly, besides them, the 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 premier teams like the 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 Cowboys will always be. The Cowboys because they're the Cowboys, and I mean they're they play on Thanksgiving. They're 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 not America's team, but they like to think they're America's team. But uh, other than that, there's not a lot. There's it really fluctuates. It's very weird how like the stars of the NBA of the NFL they like they kind of come and go. Like you know like they've tried to make like it all depends on who's having a good year and stuff like that. So. But you know, I just want I just I don't know. I don't know. I it's probably a very complicated like regional problem where it's like the you're not going to get California to root for the the New Orleans Saints or something like that. Or you're not going to get Minnesota and it, it's you're not going to get like someone some non-fan in like fucking North Dakota to root for the Saints. But I wish they would because there are people who don't have NFL teams uh, that like I want to root for somebody, and normally they go to like the, the the top tier, like the Steelers, the Patriots, the Giants, the Cowboys. Uh, a lot of people have put on for Seattle now because Seattle's had such success. So I just want the Saints okay, to be in that conversation. That's a good point, that's a good point too about Seattle. Um, how when they started to be good, and then all of a sudden they became kind of like a national. But even then. I felt like they got more coverage than the Saints did, like when they went thirteen and three and won the Super Bowl, for example. Yeah. Um, and Seattle's only Seattle had only won one Super Bowl in that time. And I granted they made another one lawsuit, but but even then, it's another it's another thing of of they for whatever reason get more media coverage than the Saints ever had during their success. Which is, which is I think it's I think it goes back to we love 
uh, a villain. Well, I we a lot of the uh, NFL audience loves a villain. So like the the uh, the Seahawks sustained success for a good amount of time. They were always in the competition, and they also had Richard Sherman, Beast Mode, and they had like this Legion of Boom. Like I think people hate watch that team so they want a villain you know they want someone to be like oh let's see them lose this week but then they don't lose and they're like oh i'll watch next week to see them lose it's like it's that kind of shit like i think once their their team's kind of blown up because of you know injuries and age and cap space i think the they're gonna start to fade you know off yeah well they they already are um they're they're not even i think they're in terms of the vegas odds. i think they're expected to be like third place in their division like they're 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 really kind of falling off now yeah we'll see what happens with this jimmy g man like i, I don't know well uh that might be the st- that might go down as one of the biggest like uh trade steals of all time if he turns out to be like the next like great one you know yeah yeah so let's move on to the nba because we're kind of in the thick of it right now we're on the cusp i think tomorrow starts the conference finals we have uh, Cleveland playing uh, the Celtics, and on Monday we have the Warriors playing the Rockets. Which I mean, yeah, I mean I think it's almost identical to last year's like finals. Uh, but so I think it's been a good. I don't. First of all, I don't think the season was that good because it was just like I don't know how they'd fix it, but I still think eighty-two games is too much. I'd cut it down to like sixty. But that's. That's just me. Uh, I would start around Christmas because that's that feels like a good day to start the NBA season um, and cut off like and shave off like twenty games or something like that. But uh, so it, I don't think it was a particularly great season. We were all kind of waiting for like, okay, let's get to the playoffs already. Um, well, haven't you felt like it's kind of been that way for at least six or seven years now? I feel like it, I feel like it just it just is now. I mean, especially ever since yeah. Bond has taken over, it's just let's just get to the playoffs and the warriors have kind of taken over for the past few years it's like yeah let's just get to the playoffs um but i really think it's been a good playoffs though like uh you know the the the, i didn't watch all the first round but the the ones i did watch i was very excited about especially the pelicans uh my bulls didn't make it because the bulls are just they're dumpster fire right now uh i think they're trying to trust the process right now but uh, just smart. which is smart. I mean, it's I don't know. It is a way to do it. I don't know if it's particularly a rewarding. F- All right, let's talk about that because that is something I want to talk about. The process. Do you think it's unfair to fans? But do you think it's just like a wait? Like, do you think it's like patience is a virtue? Like, I, I just don't know how you expect. Like, how do you tell fans? I guess if you tell them we're good, we're trying to like lower our chances of winning not necessarily throw match throw games and lose but we're we're not putting on a winning team because we don't want to win i guess as long as you make that clear to fans and if they pay to see you play then i guess it's well, at that point at that point you'd be paying to see the the other team and, and the, the pelicans used to do that um i remember seeing some stuff where even when they had ad but they still weren't really like good yet yeah um they would, they you'd see like advertisements on TV, and they'd be like, "Hey, you know, we got the Warriors coming in town." Like they wouldn't advertise their own team to be like, they would advertise literally the other team, so you would at least come to that game to yeah. see them play. But I, the, the the problem with the way it works now is that the NBA is, is 
is and has always been such a, a, a player league in terms of, you know, if you have one really, really great player, it can literally change the, the course of your franchise. But if you're if you're somebody like Toronto, for example, like Toronto's kind of stuck. Like they're yeah. they're they're a very good team, but they look. I mean, they're they're never they're never going to get to the finals. Not not with the way they're currently constructed. But they're stuck with all those contracts and the guys that they have. So, as a GM and an owner, when you're building your team, do you do you want to have a good team, but you'll never actually win anything, or? you want to try and suck for a while and see if you can try and get those first couple picks for a couple of years and, and get that the, the level of talent that you need to be able to compete with a team yeah. like Cleveland or like Golden State in, in Houston yeah. um, because you, you kind of have to be either or um, I mean unless you make a, a giant free agent signing but I mean the way it's going you know unless you're one of the, the, the hot spot destinations you're, you're not going to get those players so like at least in my opinion, I've always said New Orleans is not a, a big time destination for yeah. a free agent, and I still believe that to this day. Um, but like New Orleans, Memphis, um, Milwaukee, Phoenix, uh, Milwaukee, yeah, like all all those places, they're they're not gonna, you know, like you're a star player, you're not gonna, you know, go there to play for that team unless maybe like they're, you know, like loaded, like any you of know, Jimmy Butler went to Minnesota, but like Minnesota lucked out because they've got guys like you know Cat, and they they traded for Wiggins. And, uh, they had a, a, at least a solid point guard and Jeff Teela. They had like a solid team, maybe not coached well, but um, that that would be the only way you'd want to go there if you if you drafted the talent for it. But um, you got to get lucky to draft it first. Yeah. Um, so that most teams are kind of stuck. You're either you're either going to be in limbo, you're going to be a good team, or you're going to go through and, and try and trust the process and just see if uh, you can you can land the, the next Ben Simmons and, and Doel Embiid. Yeah. So. It was a good playoffs, I think, especially the – I really enjoyed, although the Sixers lost, I really did enjoy the Celtics-Sixers uh, uh, series. The – fucking Toronto. Like, I was like, come on, guys. Y'all can't even get a gentleman sweep here. But I, I think it's a pretty predictable – the 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 way it shook out with these conference finals is pretty predictable. Anything in the playoffs stuck out to you, or do you want to just jump to the conference finals? Um, I would say the biggest surprise is, is Boston, and, and not so much uh, because of, you know they're, they're down players. But uh, obviously, Brad Stevens has done a really good job coaching that team. Yeah, everybody's been talking about it, but I, I think they're 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 doing a disservice to the players of that team that are actually playing. Um, yeah. We we're not we're not giving those players enough credit. I mean, Tatum, Rozier, uh, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, like those. Those are really, really good players now. I mean, you know, they're, they're making shots and playing smart. Um, they combine that with, with how Steven is coaching them up, and they, they've become a, a pretty a pretty solid team. And they're definitely going to be a force to reckon with in the future. Um, but it's, it's, Steven isn't playing the one through five in that season. Like, those players still have to take and make those shots. And they've done a, a fantastic job of doing that. So they're definitely the, the biggest surprise. Um, now, I'll say I am kind of confused because I, I felt that. Milwaukee was probably the worst team in the playoffs. They they had an interim head coach that I don't think has been a head coach before. He's not really any good. Uh, they don't really run any offensive sets. They're not. They're just kind of out there freelancing. And there was a lot of times I watched. I think every game that too. I'm pretty sure I watched every game in that series. Um, but there were a lot of times when they just they just kind of seemed lost out there on offense and their spacing was off. They got players next to each other. I don't know what the hell to do. 
but somehow they managed to take Boston in seven games. But then you've got a team versus Philly, who I would say definitely has the superior talent, but they beat them quite handily, I would say, in five. Yeah. So it, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of things just don't make sense. Uh, the, only one, the only one that's kind of weird is, is Cleveland with the Patriots. Uh, I, I can kind of make sense of that because I follow a lot of guys on, uh, on, on Twitter uh, that do a lot with the analytics of, of the Cavs. And we'll, we'll get to the Cavs in a minute, but it's actually very simple as to why they went seven versus the Pacers versus why they completely blew out Toronto. But other than that, everything kind of was on par, I guess. Um, I, I didn't watch any of the Pelicans and the Blazers. Uh, I wanted to, but I, I just never had a chance to, so I can't really speak on that. I was very impressed by the Celtics, and you're absolutely right. Like that's a that's a pretty well put together team. Like it's like Danny Ainge, uh, that dude, he knows. Like people were like, I can't believe he got rid of Isaiah Thomas, and it's like, actually, I think that probably helped the team, which is a shame because I like Isaiah Thomas. But uh, it, uh I mean, do you they, think do you think last year's Boston team healthy with Isaiah Thomas? Do you think that team could beat this year's team? In, in a seven-game series, like as currently constructed, no, I don't know. Do you think do you think this year's Boston team, even with all their beat-up injuries, is better than last year's? I might have to ask Carl this, but I I. Well, but, that, but that's my point. You have to you have to think about that. I mean, think about it. They're down two or three starts, maybe even four starters or something like that. Yeah. They're down all these players, and it it looks like they're just plugging and playing, but you you still would you think you still think that they at least have a chance against last year's fully healthy team. I mean that that's just that's just incredible to me that, that they've managed to put together a team of, of, of guys that they can just throw in and be like, hey we're we're good, we're gonna keep on moving. Yeah. So what do you think okay, let's get to the conference finals. Alright? Uh-huh. Let's go east first. Since that is your boy. My boy. What do you think? Five games? Um I I think probably five, six at the most. Okay. Uh, I think that I think kind of the general consensus is that uh, Cleveland will probably have at least one game where they sh- just shoot poorly, and and Boston will win that one. And then there's probably one game where Brad Stevens will just do this amazing job, you know, coaching, and they'll just they'll just kind of outclass the Cavs in one game and just uh, and just like key moments. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than, other than that, I mean, you're I, I just don't think that team is going to beat LeBron. Four out of seven times. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, and, and something something worth noting, as I was kind of hinting about earlier, the deal with the Cavs in the first round, I know that they looked awful, lost, they just, whatever. Um, they only hit, I think it was 20-something percent on, like, wide-open threes. Like, they were, just, they were just shooting poorly over the, the course of a season. Yeah. I mean, not season, over the course of a series. They were just shooting poorly. Those same shots, they got those same shots in the Toronto series. The only difference is they actually made most of those. They shot, I think, forty something percent on wide open threes, which is which is about where you, you think it would be when you got guys like Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and they're shooting you know wide open uncontested threes. Um, so moving forward, if LeBron can continue to get those guys shots, yeah, and they can continue to make them, like I I think that I'm not going to go as, as far as to say that they'll have they. That they would beat the Warriors. The Warriors, I think they would have a better chance against the Rockets. Um, 
but I think they can at least contend if they continue to make their shots. Um, I, I think they're probably they're probably better defensively than they were last year. Um, so I, I think this team kind of matches up, at least the, in my opinion, better than last year's team did against uh, the Warriors. So it, it, it'll be fun to see, and I, I do expect both of those teams to get there. Uh, but they just—it's just, it's just the, the role players. They—they—they got to make—they got to make their wide open shot. That's that. Yeah. I uh, I don't want, I don't really care. Like I I mean I I I really don't care about that series. Like I'm like I'm, I I think I told you guys in the group chat a while back. I was like I just want something new. Like I don't really want a Cleveland Golden State four. Like I I kind of just want like like somebody to upset so we can have some kind of like something new to talk about. Like and it's not going to go exactly the way we all think it's going to go uh but as far as the uh, Boston Cleveland um it's a shame that Kyrie couldn't be in it um but i will say that i don't know who's who are they going to put on lebron who 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 the hell is going to put on lebron i don't that's the thing i was like who who, who are they going to like offer up a sacrifice so, i was talking to anthony about that uh, we were hanging out the other day uh before i came down here um and asking that same question because I, I don't know either. It, it, I don't know if, if Boston's going to stick with their, their regular starting lineup or if they're going to try to adjust to Cleveland because Cleveland's still going to come out with a lineup of George Hill, J.R., Corver, LeBron, and Ken Love at the five. Yeah. So, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think they can play Horford and Baines at the same time because one of those two guys is likely going to have to guard either LeBron or one of those guys is going to have to guard one of the, the shooters on the outside and they just have to be disciplined enough to not come in and help in the paint. Um, but I just, they're going to have they're going to have a lot of problems, especially like I said, if, they, if the Cavs are making their wide open shot, like they're, they're just going to have so many issues. And I just I don't really know I don't know what they're going to do. You would think that they would put somebody like Jalen Brown. I don't think that they would rotate up the Bulls. I mean, the dude's been fantastic. But I mean, my God, you're about to go up against by far the greatest player in in, in the in the league. And I, I just don't I don't know if you, you want him to have those problems just yet. So yeah. I'd probably go with Jalen Brown. Um, of course, you'll have Rozier on Hill. Uh, Tatum will probably guard the two, and then, like I said, if they stick with their starting lineup, they're going to have either Horford or Aaron Baines guard. I guess Jr. Sure. Have to make sure that they don't get sucked into the paint. It, it's just it's a it's a terrible matchup for the for the for the Celtics. And I, I just don't know what they're going to do. I think they have to go small, but I don't know if they have the bodies to do it at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the I thing. I'm like, throw- I was trying to think, like, even with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. I still don't know who are they putting on LeBron. Like I'm like, that's a I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If they, if they take their best defensive guy, which I think we both agree is probably Marcus Smart. Probably if they, yeah. If they, if, they, if they put him on LeBron or if they put him out there for defensive purposes, the Cavs are going to let him shoot as many threes as they yeah, want. Yeah, that's what like, Anthony. Yeah. Me and Anthony always always laugh about how like Marcus Smart chucks up so many threes a game. But he can't actually like he's he's statistically he's the worst three point shooter in the league this year. Oh he's God, seriously? Yeah, but he chucks up like seven or eight threes a game, and I just if I'm just like is Brad Stevens just like eh, just whatever. If he makes one or two, that's that's great. a few points, right? <laughs> Congratulations, but like I just I just don't get why he chucks up so many. I guess shoot or shoot, but like I don't really consider him a shooter. So if at any point he's out there, just expect him to chuck a lot of threes because the Cavs are going to go under everything and they're going to let they're just going to let him shoot it because that's that's a that's a win for, for Cleveland if he shoots the ball. Yeah. Um, so he might be unplayable in a series, like I said, especially if the Cavs 
Yeah. Um, but I, I think you would have to be your your big though, right? Yeah. If, I, if he's if he's on LeBron, and they have another big, that other big is going to be on Kevin Love, who's not going to be in pain. So, and, and then you got to think it, it doesn't really matter who they put as the quote unquote primary defender that's going to like follow them around because it, it's a pick and roll. It's a pick and roll league. Yeah. So they're 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 going to have to switch at some point, and yeah. then it won't matter. Like they're they're, they're going to attack whoever your weakest defensive player is. That's what they did in the Toronto series. Every time CJ Miles was on the court, whoever whoever he was guarding, they just had them in the pick and roll until they got him like switched on LeBron. Yeah. Or or got him in a matchup that they wanted. Yeah, so they did that it, against. It really doesn't matter for one particular player who's out there because the whole team is going to have to play. Defense. Yeah, they did that the in the finals against the Warriors when uh, Steph like anytime anytime Steph was like they they did a pick and roll to switch up on Steph and like Bron yeah, would just like Kyrie or LeBron they, yeah. they just took turns just abusing Steph Curry yeah okay uh, so you think it's Cleveland I don't think that's too far out of the realm I I guess that like if Cleveland was upset. It doesn't matter because whoever's winning the West is coming out of it all. Uh, very likely. Very likely. Okay, so let's move on to the West. Now, I'll just say what how I feel, and you can you can go afterwards. I hate I hate James Harden. Like I hate his style of play. He seems like a cool dude. He seems like a weird dude, but he seems like a cool dude. I'm sure he's fine. And Chris Paul seems like a nice guy. I really don't. Not a big fan of Chris Paul either because I think he's. I appreciate his talent. He's probably the best, like, all-around point guard, like, who can do pretty much anything as a point guard. Uh, but he he whines too much. I'm just like, oh, come on, shut up, Chris Paul, and he flops. So both of them flop a lot, and I hate their style of play, drawing fouls the way, especially James Harden does. I am not a Rockets fan. I really don't like – I'm just like, ugh, I just can't get past James Harden and Chris Paul. That said, if they were to upset the the Golden State Warriors, I'd be all right with it because I'm not a big. I, I think the Warriors are cool. I think they're they're. I heard on a pod recently they're really fun to watch when they're not playing your team. Like they're like really fun to watch when you have no stakes involved because then you're like, oh wow, this is actually really good basketball. But when they're playing your team, it's like, please stop the bleeding. It's like, so. I know it's like. Throw in the towel, but uh, I I I I just don't want the same results as the past, like as last year. So like if the if the Rockets did upset, that's cool. And then a Rockets Cleveland Finals, I'd actually be very interested in that one because I think that would be a more interesting series. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be more of a fair, and in, in terms of well, not fair, I would say that would be more of a balance. Yeah. Uh, series than, than people are giving credit for. Most people would still think that Houston would probably beat the beat the crap out of Cleveland, but they don't. At the end of the day, they don't have four superstars like some other team does that yeah. I don't like. So but, yeah, what I'll just say is I I I, I don't really care. I, I I I'm interested in both conference finals, but I I don't care if there's an upset. I'd on either side. Like I'd rather. I think I'd like an upset, but it really doesn't matter to me on which upset. Uh, but um, I, th- I think the Warriors, like I watched them play the Pelicans, and I was, I was Ben uh, has gotten into basketball a lot lately, and he was like talking. We were texting during the Pelicans Warriors, some of those Warriors uh, games, and he was like, I don't know, man, the, the Pelicans could pull this out. I'm like, you don't under, you don't understand how Golden State works. Like, 
you no. they'll they'll fuck around and keep you within ten. Like you'll have like a eight point. They'll be they'll be beating you by eight points, but that eight points will really be like thirty points. There's no way. Like it doesn't matter. They have three of the best shooters in the league. If one of them doesn't is having an off night, the other two will be more than happy to pick up the slack. So I, I just don't God see it. One of their bench guys happens to have a hot night. Oh like, yeah, like when if Iggy goes off or like fucking Swaggy P goes off or Draymond Draymond can put up the three. It's 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 just it's like again it's really. It's very impressive to watch them play, but at the same time, it's I guess it's impressive in years past watching UConn women's play, but at the same time I'm like, but we all know where this is we all know where this is going. So please take the floor, sir. Yeah. Um for for them are we going to talk about the, the, the whole series or you just want me to just to comment on the Oh, it, it, take the ball, man. Do what you want to do. Well, I was just going to say um I was thinking the the Pelican Warriors series. The most telling thing, although I already knew how this was going to end up, the most telling thing was when the Warriors lost Game Three. Yeah. Um, you, if you just watch the, the the Warriors starters on the bench, like none of them look like they cared. Like they they weren't at all just like, oh wow, like these guys might actually put up a fight. I'm like they were like, eh, whatever. We just had an off night. When's when's Game Four? Like they didn't care. Steph Curry was still like smiling joking around on the bench and shit they're down whatever it was 20 30 like they got blown out and they, they just they just didn't care and then they ended up you know completely swamping them in game four and then just closing them out in game five like it was no big deal yeah so i, I expect honestly something similar to i think i think what you saw in the regular season like yes i think houston won the the season series against golden state i think i really think that is all fool's goal like they they have, they have no shot. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like, if They're I may, to... when when the Chicago Bulls would beat the, the Cavs or the Heat in the regular season, I'd be like, yeah, we got it this year. No, we didn't, we, we'd never had it at all, ever. It was kind no. of depressing. No, and, and I, I think it's still fool's gold. At the end of the day, it's four superstars versus two. And the best superstar is on the team that has four. So it's, 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 it's not going to happen. Like I just I just don't see it. Um, honestly, like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they get a gentleman sweep on them. Just just a, just a, like they got them in five. I I don't think I don't think Houston is is. I think I, I, there's no way they get swept. Let me put it that way. There's no way they get swept. Especially with home but field. I, yeah, especially with home court. I just I, there's no way they get swept. But at the same time, like I, I think I think they could really beat them handily in five just to prove a point just to be like hey don't sleep on us like we are the defending champs we do have more superstars than than most teams have put together so not to to, it sounds so sad like you know (laughs) season's kind of over like they're we kind of knew that at the beginning of the year like clearly the best team in the league they're, they're going to win but um Talk about matchups, and I know that they, I know that Houston built their team to try and, and beat them. But at the same time, like I just don't think you have a guy like Trevor Reza and PJ Tucker out there. Like the Warriors are going to like if they're going to lose, they're going to let you, they're going to let you go let one of those two guys beat them. They're yeah. not going to let Harden beat them. They're not going to let Chris Paul beat them. They're going to let one of the others beat them. And I just don't think the others are good enough to to win four games for for Houston. No. So you know, I I, I just I just I just don't see it. 
they're, they're, they're too good. They know they're too good. They might fuck around. Like I said, they might fuck around a little bit, lose a game. Houston doesn't want to get swept. So I, if Warriors and five happened, I, I really wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm hoping for six. I'm really hoping for six. And that's sad. Like we're not, we're just hoping that the series can go longer. Not not that the other team actually has a shot. Maybe the East. Maybe the Eastern Finals will be a lot more entertaining. I don't know. I just want. I just want more basketball because that that drought after the finals to like it's it feels so long and then the regular season happens and we already know like it's basically like the NBA playoffs are the only good basketball all year and it's only for like two months three months and it's like guys can we like get something going um, yeah that's why they need to shorten the season a bit like I, I yeah. Would- Personally, I would be okay with as as a as a fan that would go to a game. I would I would be more inclined to go to a game and, and pay more if the season was shortened, yeah. just to see better basketball in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking well, if we already concede that the Warriors are probably gonna win the finals, let's wrap up on a big topic that's gonna probably dominate most of the uh, most of the summer. LeBron is where's LeBron going? Um, I don't know. I I honestly have, I have no idea. I, I personally I, I cannot see him leaving the East. Yeah. Unless unless he went to to Houston. Yeah. Like that that would be the only scenario that I think that that would make sense for him to leave. Assuming that, that he's still ring chasing, that he still wants to win like champions, like if, if he apparently there was a report out, and I don't know how much, I don't know if I really believe that based on everything, like based on, on me following LeBron throughout his entire career, like I don't know if I believe it, but apparently there was a report out that that he wants to play more off ball, yeah, um, and, and that kind of deal, like he kind of wants to take like a step back, and I, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, the dude's going to be thirty four next year, like, getting up there, dude hasn't had any major injuries, fingers crossed. Knocking on wood. Um, so I mean, but I mean that could also mean that maybe he wants to, to play in Houston and just shoot four three, let James Harden and Chris Paul do all the work. I, yeah, I don't know. I think Houston's the only West team he could go to. Um, the more I think about Philly, the more I, I, I think it's probably not a good fit. Yeah, well, like, um, I guess if he goes off ball, but like I was like thinking, I was like current LeBron on a team with Ben Simmons that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, wh- why? How would that work? Like, you can't have two primary ball handlers. I was. Well, I think LeBron. Okay, LeBron has played off ball in his career. I mean, he's done it for Kyrie. Done yeah. For Dwayne Wade a little bit. Like he's he at least knows like okay like if if, if I don't have the ball in my hands I can at least set screens or be picking an old guy and then just then be just as deadly. Um. But Ben Simmons can't do that. Like he's, he's he's not he's not there yet. The dude can't shoot. Dude can't make free throws. He doesn't even have a mid range jumper. Like he's he's literally just driving the basket and either try and get a layup or a dunk or kick it out to a wide open team. That's all he can do. So if, if the ball's in LeBron's hands, if Ben Simmons is on the floor, like it, it's just not gonna work. Um, nor nor do I think he'll be a good fit with Embiid because Embiid is is really I mean he can shoot threes, but he's really more of a post player and. That style of basketball just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and then basically, like they can still be good, but they're not going to be like finals contenders good unless the East is just that bad. But, um, I he probably should just stay in Cleveland. Um, what about uh? What about Miami? Both times, I've always said for the both times that he left once when he left in Cle- left Cleveland and went to Miami and then when he left Miami back to Cleveland. Both times I was like, I hope he just stayed. Like I, I don't really don't want him to move 
Yeah. Like just just stay and, and figure it out. But he, he's he's I don't know. This 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 of the three uh, big free agencies that he's had, this is the one where like I I just I, I don't know. Like there's there's no clear like wow this could make sense. This would be good uh, kind of move for him. So. Yeah. saying it right now definitively he's coming to the New Orleans Pelicans we got this oh you better get rid of Boogie I'm kind of (laughs) I'm kind of up in the air about Boogie myself considering how well we've been doing without him but I'm like it feels weird to be like we don't need Boogie Cousins I'm like that that kind of feels like a weird statement Um, you don't he doesn't he doesn't fit to what they did when they were having all that success like they're they're playing fast and Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a shame because I was like, oh, man, another superstar for Anthony Davis to not have to, like, carry the load and shit like that. But uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I'm like, we kind of don't – We it's not that we don't need him. It's just, like, what, what, what can he do that helps us win? And it's like, that's so weird because Boogie Cousins is, like, he's a really good – he's a good player. And I'm like, that's so weird to say, like – should you try and sign and train him? Sign and trade him? I mean, like, technically he's a free agent, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like, is there a way we could figure out? I, but then again, I don't trust Alvin Gentry to figure it out. But, like, is there a way? I mean, we really didn't have a lot of time to work out a system to make sure, to figure out a way it could work. Do we do, do we give him that, like, do we give him that courtesy? Be like, okay, I guess, like, we'll try to figure you out. But, I mean, then he's probably going to want some money. It's like, ugh, this is... But, yes, LeBron should come to the New Orleans Pelicans. That would be awesome. <laughs> the, the big thing about Boogie, or at least to me, the biggest thing that doesn't make sense is that he's a... Unlike Anthony Davis, he's more ball-dominant. Like, he's a, he's a give-it-to-me-in-the-post kind of guy. Or, actually, when I was watching him earlier in the season, he was the kind of dude to, like, have the ball in his hand at the top of the arc or on one of the wings and he would choose whether to dribble drive or post up or he'd be like the basically the ball handler Yeah, and it was, it's just a very slow paced iso ball thing and it just, it just does work and they once, they once they lost him they cut that out and they ran picker because Anthony Davis doesn't really have the ball on his hand no he doesn't to, to distribute he's, he's a pick guy which makes sense for the way they're playing they can play faster and it makes him more deadly because if you, if you leave him at all he's got a dunk on you but yeah. if you don't, then you're giving whoever the ball handler is probably a wide open layup, which is why they've been so successful in what they were doing. But um, I don't know, like if you, if you don't if you don't plan to keep Boogie, like I don't I don't know how you can talk to him unless unless he wants the money, I guess, and just be like, hey, because I think they don't they have the rights to like sign him to like a supermax or something along those lines. Like they can offer him the most money. I, I can't. I don't remember the specifics of the deal. I can't. I should have probably thought about that, but or looked into that before we talked, but. I, I, but I think I think they can offer him the most money. Definitely, they can offer him that extra year. Yeah, because I think that's just how the NBA works. But um, that would be his only incentive, in my opinion, to to sign back with them is that they can. Yeah, especially since I think that they want to continue playing with how they have, without so much success with it, it would make sense. 
contract and then trade him. Yeah. But all that said, who's who's going to take him and what are you going to get back for him? Yeah. Um, the problem is Miritich. We need somebody to replace Miritich because, like, he's not – I don't think he's that good of a – he shouldn't be starting. He should be coming off the bench. And I'm like, we need a – we need a, uh, a power forward uh, who can shoot. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's I'm really happy about Drew. I'm glad he's got he's not the point guard anymore because he's a better two guard than a point guard. Rondo's come along. Uh, each one more. I'm really Hold happy. On. Hold on, that that's doing a disservice to Rondo. Rondo has always been Rondo. I don't know what is. I, I can't figure out for the life of me all the issues that he's had in his career. But like Rondo is Rondo plays like Rondo has always played. Yeah. He's just a hard person to work with. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like Etwan more. I'm really sad. I was really unhappy when the Bulls let him go because I'm like, damn, that dude was pretty good for us. Uh, I don't know, man. I think LeBron, but I do think LeBron should come to the Pelicans. You heard it first here. <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably not even considering New Orleans. Or is he? Bum, 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 bum. Well, no, because again, West team. <laughs> Yeah, because then he'd have to play. Then he'd literally have to play Houston four times a year. So it's like, nah, that, that ain't. Working. And Golden State. And Golden State. Okay, I think that does it for us. Hopefully, I can get Cut and Tommy on here tomorrow or today or something like that. I don't know. Well, this might be, this might be the entire episode right now. Uh, and I promise, loyal listeners, I will get back to the questionnaire. It's just the fact that we've had very like the past few weeks we've had very um, topic specific uh, conversations. Uh, so it hasn't really lent itself because I feel like I like to have the questionnaire as part of like the the bookend to a, a extensive conversation and not so concentrated of a conversation. So I will get back to the questionnaire, but uh, I think that does it for us today, Stephen. Thank you for making time, man. I know you got a busy schedule this weekend, uh, but thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. Hey, not a problem, anytime. All right, I'll uh, I guess I'll talk to you later, man. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. All right, you too, bud. Bye. Bye. <laughs>